Hello, and welcome to Hypothetically Speaking on Blaze Radio and blazeradioonline.com or wherever you get podcasts. Yeah, it's one of the best shows on Blaze Radio, and simply the best. Anyways. (laughs) I understood that (laughs) reference. Yes, thank you, Vaughn. It's a beautiful day today, a little chilly this morning, but uh, let's get into it. I'm getting karaoke. I'm Vaughn Jones, and I will do a Borat impression at some point in this episode. I'm Nicole Pinter, and I'm going to do the whole Midwest thing and say, oh, are you cold? Are you really? Do you know how cold it is here? I'm from the Midwest. Weather. (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, We're missing Kirsten today. Um, If you're mad, blame technology. Um, She is on deadline and working on a deadline assignment right now. Um, I have the first story today. Um, Former President Donald Trump makes first public appearance since election loss at CPAC, which is the Conservative Political Action Conference. He spoke for about 90 minutes. um, And within that short hour and a half span, he claimed he won the 2020 presidential election, which is untrue, critiqued Biden's immigration policy, critiqued mask wearing policies, had a weird tangent about transgender athletes playing women's sports, critiqued the $1.9 trillion COVID-19 relief bill, and barely said anything about COVID-19 unless it was in the context of the relief bill. Um, Somebody online, a, a, a prominent political commentator called it TPAC, the Trump political action conference, um, because as the party, as he goes, the party goes, it seems more recently. Um, And a straw poll at CPAC kind of backs that up. Um, He won a straw poll um, for at CPAC for who they want to see run for president in 2024 with 55%, although only 68% of poll participants actually want to see him run again. Um, His main competitor with 21% is um, Ron DeSantis from Florida. Um, and but 55% of the people at CPAC, if he ran again, uh, would vote for Donald Trump. Um, and so that's you know, it's a three day event. We had a couple of um Arizona politicians there, including Andy Biggs, Ted Cruz, who's been under fire recently, was there as well. You know, it's nice for him to take a stop, um, in Texas between Cancun and Florida. Um, but uh, there's you know, it's CPAC happened this weekend, but the main thing is that Trump actually made a public appearance, which is something that we didn't know when the first one of those was going to come. Well, uh, yeah, CPAC. Uh, For those of you who aren't as familiar with CPAC, it's essentially a pretty good way to measure the, it's a good thermometer reading of like, where is the Republican activist base? Like, is, and none of the, like a lot of, Yvonne, a lot of what you're saying doesn't shock me. Like, yes, Trump is still popular among the activist Republican base. Um, The only thing I do want to point out one thing I did, probably the only thing I find interesting about all this, really, uh, personally speaking, is uh, Trump critiquing uh, trans women uh, in women's sports. Now, for those of you who might, who paid really close attention to uh, Trump and LGBTQ policies, he wasn't particularly good on them. But he didn't talk much about him ever, really. It's very odd. Yeah, this is recently, it's because of the Equality Act that's working its way through uh, Congress right now. Um, it's a hot It's a hot topic. Well, and as someone who uh, is a woman, who played women's sports, trans women are women, and they should play women's sports. It's literally, like, 
I don't know. I don't there, have words. I, there, there I, are I, get, weirdos I start out there. to shake. I get angry. There are weirdos out there that think that people um, transition from male to female specifically for the competitive advantage. And if you think that you are objectively a weirdo, I'm sorry. Uh, let's, yeah. let's move on before we get too angry about it because I'm starting yeah. to feel angry. Yeah, we are starting to get a little angry. And uh, actually, this is more on the better side of news. Uh, well, that is if you are a worker. Um, so I'm, this is kind of weird and complicated. But uh, this is talking about Joe Biden, what he did on this weekend um, on the internet. So on Sunday, uh, President Joe Biden posted a video to Twitter alluding to his support for the push to unionize an Amazon warehouse in Bessemer, Alabama, which is just outside of Birmingham, uh, according to NPR. So I'm going to read the uh, quote he uh, attached to the tweet itself. Quote, workers in Alabama and all across America are voting on whether to organize a union in their workplace. It is a vitally important choice, one that should be made without intimidation or threats by employers. Every worker should have a free and fair choice to join a union, quote, end quote, the tweet said. So yeah, he, in that video, like uh, doubled down on like, yes, no intimidation, no threats, coercion, or anti-union propaganda even. Um, he does not want any of that during this drive in Bessemer. I should note, he did not once say the words Amazon, Bessemer, he just said Alabama and very, very quietly alluded to it. Anyway, so the background of this is more than 5,800 workers are voting whether to join the re retail, wholesale and department store union with the election taking place via mail-in ballots and it will it's ongoing as of the time of the recording and will be ending on March 29th. So I should note, while Amazon does have unionized warehouses in Europe, uh, in the United States, they do not currently. And the last attempt to do this uh, at a, uh, during a union vote was in 2014 in Delaware and it failed. So also before I do uh, like, you know, just release it to everyone else to release their thoughts. Uh, some people, I've done some more reading on this also. And I wanna note, people might be a little surprised, like Union, Alabama, what? No, there's actually a very long history of trade unionism in Alabama. And for those of you who are in Arizona and going like unions in Alabama, Alabama has a higher union density than Arizona, actually. We have one of the lowest in the union. Alabama has, I think, almost double us. So yes, uh, that that's, that it's more than what any other modern president has said in, in terms of a union drive. You really have not seen this. Maybe you'd have to go back to maybe LBJ to find a president so openly siding with a union. Yeah, it's interesting, especially with Amazon, which has been a, a, a hot topic uh, amongst Democrats for, you know, years trying to get them, to, you know, pay their workers fairly and pay their taxes, etc. Um, so it's really interesting. I just like, to, to touch briefly on Arizona as a union environment, I remember the first uh, job I ever had was a grocery store worker at 16. Um, and I the first thing I remember is having all three of my managers tell me that uh, unions take money out of your paycheck. 
So if you want all of the money from your paycheck, you shouldn't join the union. Um, and it was a really interesting experience. Arizona as a union environment is quite interesting. We'll put it that way. I think I have, yes, I do have this next. This is the last news story of the day, and this is bad news. I am sorry to sandwich two good news with two things of odd news and weird news, but this is bad news objectively. Um, two former women, uh, two women who formerly worked in, his, in Andrew Cuomo's administration, the governor of New York, have accused him of sexual harassment. The governor's office has requested an outside investigation from the state attorney general's office. Um, Andrew Cuomo said, quote, I acknowledge some of the things I have said have been misinterpreted as unwanted flirtation and extended his apologies. Um, former aides say Cuomo asked them about their sex life or outwardly kissed them on the lips or any number of objectively unsettling things. Um, one aide uh, accused him of several actions, including going out of his way to try and touch uh, her lower back, arms and legs um, and asking her to play strip poker. Um, and Cuomo denies all of these things. Um, and it has been a bad year for Andrew Cuomo. Um, there is a top, a top eight of his admitted to withholding COVID-19 nursing home death data, and that could be up to 15,000 deaths unaccounted for in New York's official data collection, um, as well as publishing a book called Leadership Lessons from the COVID-19 Pandemic. Well, we are still, in fact, in the middle of the pandemic. Um, and then after he published that book, New York was still one of the hardest hit states. Um, by COVID-19. Um, it, it's gross. It's really disgusting. Um, I just, I, I don't have words to, to sum up the abuse of power from the literal governor of one of the most historically important states in the United States and one of the most historically important places in the world. Um, I, it skeeves me out really badly. Um, and if it's okay with you guys, I do not want to open this up for discussion. And I'd like to just talk about the Golden Globes, please. Uh, Nicole, this one's all you. Oh yeah, that's right. Okay, so the Golden Globes were Sunday night. I'm losing track of days. Um, and there was a little history. Chloe Zhao uh, for... Ugh becomes the second woman ever and first woman of Asian descent to win Best Director and Award in Golden Globe's 78-year history. She won it for Nomadland, which also won uh, Best Motion Picture Drama. Uh, that was cool. Ari that movie has Arizona in it. I haven't seen it yet, but it has Arizona in it because it's about a woman moving through the American Southwest. Oh, okay. I haven't seen it either. That sounds interesting. Um, she, she actually directs uh, Eternals for MCU, which comes out later this year. So that will be cool. Um, best performance by an actress in a motion picture drama was Andrew Day for United States for the United States versus Billie Holiday. Uh, the late Chadwick Boseman won best actor in motion picture for um, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. I believe I said that. Um, I believe that's the correct title. Uh, his Oh my God, what's the word? His widow gave a really moving speech. Um, I I personally didn't watch the Golden Globes, but I did watch her speech and it was, yeah, it's just, it's moving. Um, Soul won best score and best motion picture for an animated movie. Very well-deserved. I love Soul um, and I will not stop talking about that score. It is so good. Um, I'm going to like, when Gideon comes back, I'm going to let him take this one. But Vaughn, you, <laughs> best musical or comedy picture? Please yeah. take it away. Um, best musical or comedy picture was won by Borat's subsequent movie film, a film I enjoyed very much. And I would just like to say, I said I was going to do it. So let's all take a, a breath of anticipation. My wife. 
Nailed it. <laughs> Gideon, um, you had a, a piece on the Golden Globes as well. Yes, I just want to take a moment, take a moment and just, uh, I, I sort of have a, a toast at the expense of a loser um, who got, who, who got rightfully snubbed. Sia, thank you so much for your horribly ableist movie. Thank you so much. And thank you to the Hollywood Foreign Press Association for not giving her any awards. Thank was, you for the complete snob there. That's beautiful. To be quite honest, a, um, a true win for everybody. Um, I, I, I didn't pay much attention to the Golden Globes. I obviously, and I feel like a lot of people think this way that the Oscars is like the most prestigious of all of those awards. But I think it was nice that there were important moments um, within the Golden Globes, like um, Chadwick Boseman's widow getting to give a speech. Um, and I make light of Borat winning the award, um, but Sasha Baron Cohen had an interesting speech as well, where he mentioned the quote unquote all white Hollywood Foreign Press Association, as well as um, one of the stars of Borat 2 subsequent movie film, Rudy Giuliani. Um, and there is just a lot of really interesting moments. Um, some people, and I tend to agree with this sometimes, that award shows can be like political vanity where it's like I'm on TV so I get to say something political to have it make a big wave but I think it's interesting when actual heartfelt and important moments happen um, because entertainment despite um, being a money maker is actually a heartfelt and important thing to a lot of people so good on the Golden Globes for allowing people to do stuff like this um, not just to make news but to actually say important things um we have sports oh no sorry we have another thing from nicole this is you superheroes well, again i also i also forgot golden globes uh jason sudeikis won for ted lasso um a show i still haven't watched it's on my list i promise i haven't but seen it yet but anytime an snl alum wins something from that period of snl that had like sudeikis and keenan thompson and amy fuller and seth myers i'm like yeah because i really <laughs> i grew up watching that period of snl so well, he won it um, in a hoodie, which, as he should, good for him. That hoodie sold out within minutes after his speech. So good for him and good for good for that hoodie company. Um, the last thing for entertainment was I just wanted to sing my praises of WandaVision because I wasn't going to be here next week. Um, very good. It is a very good show, and I love it very much. Um, just avoiding... If you're going to start it, avoid any theories, avoid any possible talk of theories, because it is just such a more enjoyable experience for any show. And like, I, I got caught up in it after episode three of theories and I stopped after like episode five, but it's just watch it knowing absolutely nothing because most people's theories are wrong. And episode eight proved most of their theories are wrong and episode eight was had one one quote that people keep talking about people will keep talking about because it's a very good quote and people will be really mad they didn't use it in their property pretty much um also last thing before i open it up age of ultron was already good on its own it's personally one of my favorite mcu movies and i'm not afraid to say that i love age of ultron so I, as I said before we started filming, I will be using like a week free trial from Disney Plus. As soon as it comes out next week, I'll sign up for the week free trial and just watch all of it in a row um, because I don't have Disney Plus, but I do really want to watch this. Um, I don't, I don't know. I just, for some reason, I keep finding myself moving towards Marvel properties and I like, I keep enjoying them, even though that's like, I think that's like the most normal thing that I like. 
like sports and Marvel movies are like the two most normal things that I enjoy. And I enjoy liking them because it's just like, I don't know. I'm excited to see a new Marvel. I haven't seen new Marvel in, in what feels like a millennium. And I'm really mad that all the NBA players got to see Black Widow while they were in the bubble and I didn't. Um, I still think about that. about that. I still think about that. Speaking I, of- I hadn't thought about that. <laughs> are you ready for my masterful transition? Speaking Please. of basketball players- um, let's talk about sports. Wow. Oh my goodness. Whoa. I'm sorry, Kristen's not here to just hear me nailing this. Um, <laughs> I want to can talk. I crit- can I critique your, um, your transition? Yeah. Cause we're talking about football first. Yeah. We're not even going into <laughs> basketball. What the? We're talking, we're talking about <laughs> I thought you were going to have something creative with like JJ Watt and like, Oh, you know, he's so big. He could be basketball. I don't know. Actually, I actually do. Fine. Um, so J.J. Watt signed with the Arizona Cardinals, two years, $31 million. May I be the first to say, J.J., welcome to the Valley. Um, I hope you have a good time while you're here. Um, and thank you for being the first piece to help us bring Larry Fitzgerald back and win a Super Bowl uh, ring. Thank you. I appreciate you. Um, I'm going to read you a tweet from 2019 when J.J. Watt was still a member of the Houston Texans. Um, and Chris Paul was traded to the Oklahoma City Thunder gonna miss cp3 not only not many people know but cp was literally the first celebrity to reach out and donate to the hurricane fundraiser he had just recently been traded to houston called up and said he wanted to help very first one absolute legend and now they both play in the same city again isn't that neat um there's there's a lot i could say about this i feel like it's a slight overpay but my excitement is is just absolutely I'm, I'm, I'm through the roof. Um, Chandler Jones tweeted, also feel bad for my guy, RW3, LOL. That would be Russell Wilson of the Seattle Seahawks, who is recently critiquing his O-line. And now the Cardinals, like, unironically have the best rushing defense in the entire league. I'm having fun, basically, is what's happening. Um, JJ Watt, thank you um, for coming here. Um, and as literally spurning your own flesh and blood in two other cities <laughs> and coming to play here instead. Um, anyway, um, ASU men's basketball has won three straight games against two different opponents, one of which is the worst team in the Pac-12. Woo! I was going to say, I was like, wait, where have I been? They won three straight, but that's why I haven't paid attention i'm yeah, sorry they, i'm a they, bad asu student <laughs> they went to washington and washington state and they and they beat them both um and washington state i think was missing their leading scorer in the game that they won that helps but also asu has been missing josh christopher um remy martin hit a game winner on senior night um and then like subtly hinted and by subtly i mean not subtly at all hinted that he might come back for a fifth year because his eligibility is has an extra year because of covid um but then bobby hurley said in an interview remy has done everything he he can do here he's a league player and i think it's more indicative about bobby hurley's return to asu next year than it is about remy martin's return to asu next year i don't think i don't think he's gonna get fired i think he's gonna walk away um the ad that hired him at buffalo is now the ad at tennessee so if bobby hurley signs with tennessee next year to be their head basketball coach uh you can call me nostradamus um anyway uh, you heard it here first and hypothetically speaking (laughs) hypothetically hypothetically if bobby hurley were to walk away from asu basketball the place that he would go is tennessee anyway um if the suns win on tuesday night the the day that you're hearing this they'll be in third place with one game to go before the all-star break 
Um, I am crying. I have never seen a basketball team this enjoyable. I have maybe once when Steve, when I was like six years old or seven years old and Steve Nash was the MVP. Um, I'm having a ton of fun. Speaking of the Suns, Devin Booker replaces Anthony Davis as an all-star reserve, even though he should have been in there to begin with all my, all his career in the NBA, Devin Booker was told win more games and you'll be an all-star. And they gave his spot to 13 and 17 Zion Williamson instead of him originally. And if you say, if you're going to put Booker in, who do you take out? You take out Zion because the team is under 500. I, uh, um, anyway, um, he's in there and CP3 also is an all-star. And I was less happy about that than I was mad about Booker getting snubbed originally. But now that both of them are there, I am very happy that both of them are there. Um, because they are one of the best backcourts in the NBA. Um, yeah. I saw a thing on, um, I think it was ESPN like last week where it's like, had Zion quietly become like, not underwhelming, but he went from like overhyped to just not talked about. I'm like, what do you mean? You post his highlights in a loss, but no, yeah, no. It's, it, there's, there's no such thing in, in sports media now as like, underwhelming because i feel like no matter where you go whether you're on twitter or on youtube or on something there's always going to be a personality saying this player is underrated and the more people say a player is underrated the more rated they become um and that's generally you know (laughs) so it's like this year early in the year it was demontis sabonis who is underrated and now he's perfectly rated because everyone cares about him and now everyone's mad he didn't make the all-star game anyway yeah it's a cyclical thing sports media is weird um anyway i have this i spring training is a thing now again um the first baseball's back i know baseball is here and we have literally one month from today the day we're filming this march 1st until the actual opening day um but it's nice to see the cactus league back in arizona i remember last year obviously when the nba was postponed i thought it was a big deal but when the cactus league got shut down and like you could kind of see the panic on like local Arizona businesses because of the lack of revenue they'd bring in due to lack of Cactus League games and stuff like that. That was when I first started realizing like how hard the pandemic could hit here in Arizona. So I'm very glad that the Cactus League is back. Um, You can go to games, uh, 18% to 25%, depending on the stadium is capacity. Um, So usually about 2000 people. Um, And I honestly think that's the safest sporting event to attend right now because all of the stadiums are outdoors and there's enough social distancing with the seats where you can safely attend a game with one or three of your friends. Um, So go to games if you want. I don't know. I'm not your dad. Um, So whatever. Um, But I'm excited. I will be going to a couple of games, probably Angels games because I spend most of my time in Tempe. Um, But I will try and see a Diamondbacks. Actually, that's a fun fact about me. I've lived here 22 years and I've never been to a spring training game. How? I don't know. All of every time my friends wanted to go, I just somehow had something else going on. Um, So I've never been to spring training. Uh, Yeah, I just didn't want to go. And our last spring story. training's fun. You should go. My own, okay. My only other thing is, um, they had the White Sox game on the other day. Actually, the Cubs might be playing right now as we're speaking. But, anyways, sorry, <laughs> I'm not sure. I just remembered that. Diamondbacks but, are on in 30 minutes. 
Oh, there we go. Um, I'm very jealous of people going to games because I'm not in Arizona and it makes me sad because I was at one of the last spring training games before everything shut down. And it makes me sad. My only other thing is the Diamondbacks say they want to shock the world. And my only response is to that. You're setting yourself up. Just never say you want to shock the world. You set yourself up for colossal failure. The the Diamondbacks. The world needs to go away. The Diamondbacks had their first of many losses um, in a season where they might get really close to like 90 losses anyway um i hate my life i i, I say the this suns. The i know suns. so i have the suns and the cardinals and like being an arizona sports fan has never paid off to this level because there's never been a point where the suns and cardinals are good at the same time um and now here we are and it's kind of crazy um you don't know what to do yeah, I really don't know how to act. Um, and this last one, we should probably should have put this one up first. It's pretty sad, but also there's a nice hope at the end. Um, Tiger Woods got in a one-car accident and received surgery on his leg this week. Um, but the good stuff at the end of it is that there's an event down in Tucson um, right now, a golf event, and several colleagues of his, including Phil Mickelson and Roy McIlroy, wore red polos um, to to kind of exemplify what tiger was about because you know he's known for his red polo wearing um and hopefully tiger woods will be okay enough to play golf again but it was a very nice gesture from his colleagues and friends um and he said you know turning on the tv in his hospital bed and seeing that um kind of warmed his heart to the point where you know hopefully he's all right um and um you know i think that's all we have for today uh, that's that's been hypothetically yeah. speaking yeah that's, that's... Man, we should have piece of news in there. That's that's kind of a bummer. Um, is it, anybody got anything? Oh, ASU baseball is all right, I guess. <laughs> How much time do we even have left? I don't know. I didn't put a timer on today. Oh no. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> thanks for listening to Hypothetically Speaking, one of the most prepared shows on Blazer Radio. <laughs> I've been Vaughn Jones, um, and for Gideon Karayuki, Nicole Pinter, and our missing colleague today, Kirsten Dorman, uh, we really appreciate you listening, um, and I just, I'd like to say, Chunkwee!